श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए श्री श्री दाऊजी गोपाल की जाए गोर भक्त बृंद की जाए गोर प्रेम आनंदे सो वी गोइंग टू बिगिन आवर डिस्कशन फ्रॉम भक्ति रसमृत सिंधु श्री गुरु गोस्वामी ट्रीटीज ऑन भक्ति and we're going to discuss the section on raganuga bhakti in which he explains this type of sadhana that corresponds with the ideal that chaitanya mahaprabhu came to um, distribute to the world krishna as the acharya that is chaitanya mahaprabhu and of course um his immediate followers the goswamis shrupsanath and jiji goswami and so forth very much embodied this um this type of practice that we might uh learn about it by their example it's why I've, i've mentioned in the past that there's these six goswamis have been singled out amongst chaitanya mahaprabhu's associates really more than anyone else for two reasons uh one is their their sadhya their ideal their their attainment their prem represents the highest ideal that the jiva can attain and secondly because they embodied the the practice by which we could learn to follow many of the other associates we were reading this morning last couple of mornings about Premanity Pundarik Vidinity, we can see that he did not embody the practice in a way that we could follow. He was kept himself like a materialist with servants fanning him and and uh, riding on a palanquin and uh, so on and so forth. We heard all these things. Of course, inside he was raging with praying. It is said, Vaishnavera Kriyamudra Bhignena Bhujai. It's difficult to understand the Vaishnava because he or she may act in many ways like an ordinary person, hmm. um, but within their heart is a, is a, is they're moving on the basis of a different motivation hmm, than the uh, ordinary person who interacts with the world of things and so forth. So they're very merciful, the Goswamis, to have come and set also. example this why they're highlighted mm-hmm. not that the other associates pundarik has been highlighted he's important and so forth he's the father of radharani and krishna leela he's the guru of gadadhar who is radha and krishna leela those are all wonderful teachings and so forth but again his example pundarik's example um it's not one that we can follow it's okay so we come So the first of these verses tonight this is the 270th verse of the second chapter this would be the second the uh, uh second wave in the eastern division of the ocean of bhakti rasa as you know his book is divided into four sections which is compared to different uh um the eastern the western the southern the northern oceans and within each there are uh four chapters or waves on that ocean the first wave in the eastern division is 
uh, describes the very, uh, it defines bhakti, basically, and speaks in the context of that about its efficacy. And uh, the second chapter then begins a discussion of the practice of bhakti. And we are brought here when we begin our discussion tonight about Raghunuga Bhakti back to the beginning of this second chapter where another type of sadhana bhakti is described. So sadhana bhakti is bhakti in practice. The next chapter, the next wave will be bhakti in ecstasy or bhava bhakti. And the fourth wave in this eastern division is uh, uh, about prem bhakti. So sadhana bhakti, bhava bhakti and prem bhakti. And in all of these three divisions, there are two divisions, um, two types of sadhana, two types of bhava, two types of prem in, in, in a general sense, that being vaidhi bhakti and raganuga bhakti. Hmm? Vaidhi sadhana, raganuga sadhana here, relative to this chapter about sadhana. So... As I say, when we, as we begin our discussion of Raghunuga Bhakti, our minds also take it back to the beginning of this chapter where Sadhana Bhakti, or excuse me, Vaidhi Bhakti is described. That's the greater part of the uh, of the chapter. All the different angas, the limbs of Vaidhi Bhakti, hmm, 64 of, of them, something like that, hmm, are described with examples and so forth. Vaidhi Bhakti is, is defined... What is the eligibility for Vaidhi Bhakti? Um, um, that is described as, described as faith and different degrees of faith, different degrees of eligibility or capability, really, to, to tread the path effectively. All this has been described. Now, he will define Raghunuga Bhakti, as I say, and he will also describe the eligibility for Raghunuga Bhakti, which is uh, slightly different than bhakti the eligibility for Vaidhi Bhakti is faith. And the definition of Vaidhi Bhakti is, as I say, something we're drawn back to to some extent by way of comparison. Discussing that will help us to understand what is Raghunuga Bhakti. Hmm. He says, first of all, here the verse, Virajantim avivyaktam prajavasi janadishu Ragatmikam Anusritya Yasa Raganu Guchate. Raganu Raganu Guchate. Ragnuga Bhakti is defined as that bhakti which follows after the Ragatmika Bhakti, found distinctly in the inhabitants of Braja. Now we compare this to the definition of Vaidhi Bhakti. It's quite different. Vaidhi Bhakti was described by Rupa Goswami as that bhakti that is inspired by, or that one is inspired to embrace on the basis of scriptural declarations as to the efficacy of bhakti, as to the power of bhakti to, for example, provide for us certain results, like freedom from the fear of samsara. So if we read in the text that by bhakti one can overcome samsara, then we become inspired to take to bhakti. Or we may read 
in the in the shastra that by uh, similar but somewhat different um, at the same time that by bhakti we can easily get mukti. Hmm? Here I mean of mukti. We can get salokya, shasti, samipa, sarupya. Um, and so is, is a, there is a motive to engage in bhakti out of prospect, the prospect that the scripture um, tells us hmm, um, we can attain by engaging in bhakti. It should be noted, of course, that the idea of mukti in, um, in vaidhi bhakti is um, with regard to prospect is also um, it's also nuanced in that there are those who read about the prospect of living on the same planet with Narayan, having the same opulence as Narayan, having a form like Narayan, and so forth. Salokasarsti Samipya, being a personal attendant of Narayan, that some people are inspired by that prospect, hmm? and so they take up bhakti. And others are inspired by prem, primarily, reverential prem for Narayan, in which the perks, if you will, are also there, but they're secondary. They have some interest in them, but they're secondary. So there's there's desire for mukti predominated by prem, and desire for mukti predominated by the perks of mukti. Hmm? And then, of course, there's a, there's a negative impetus and the fear of samsara and wanting to bring an end to that that is, uh, is also a motivation. It's also something that the scripture talks about, such as the efficacy of bhakti in general. Hmm? It can easily deliver one from material existence. It can give one mukti. And so, and, and mukti is the sadhya, is the goal of all the different sampradayas, really, hmm? Um, sometimes I think we're we are a little generous when we say that there are amongst the four Vaishnav sampradayas, two are Vaidhi Marg sampradayas, and two are Rag Marg sampradayas. Ours being the fifth in a sense, or the fourth and a half. Hmm? Um, uh, like us, there are two others with Rag Marg. We're generous when we say that, as we'll see it when we go on with the, with the Rupa Goswami's explanation. Uh, this should come to light. But in brief, we know, of course, that the Madhva Sampradaya, the, the Ramanuja Sampradaya, the Brahma and the, and the, and the Sri Sampradayas are uh, interested in attaining Vaikuntam. Hmm? Uh, the Nambarka Sampradaya, sometimes we say it's a Ragmarg Sampradaya, but, but in, uh, in reality, it's not a Ragmarg Sampradaya in the full sense of the term. Hmm. It, it does not deliver one to the, the core of what is ragatmika bhakti, hmm. but somewhere on the circumference, circumference of the lotus, if you will, of Golok. Uh, um, they want, for example, the Nimbarkis, Swakya. Hmm. They want to worship Radha and Krishna. In, in a married relationship, they do not even acknowledge that there's parakya in the paravyom. So, apparently, there are places in Golok that, just like in Vaikuntha, it said in Vaikuntha, they don't know the secrets of Goloka. And in Goloka, 
There are those who do not know the secrets of the Braj, of Gokul, the center. Hmm? So this is not what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to give. Balabhasampradaya, very generous. Gaudiya's have been very generous. Rupa Goswami's been very generous. He just ended the section on Sadhana Bhakti, or excuse me, on Vaidhi Bhakti. And what does he say? Shastroktaya Prabhalaya Tattan Maryada Yanvita Vaidhi Bhakti Rayam Kashchin Maryada Margu He says, Some persons call this Vaidhi Bhakti, the path of rules, or Maryada, since it is bound by strong limitation of rules mentioned in the scripture. So who calls it Mariada? Hmm? He will use another term at the end of his description here in, uh, in 33 verses about Raghunuga Bhakti. And we say, and there's another, some people call it Pushti. So Mariada and Pushti are the two terms we find in the Balava Sampradaya that correspond with our terms here used by Rupa Goswami, Vaidhi Bhakti and Rag Bhakti. So he says, and there's another, there's some people call it this. So he's deferring to Balava Sampradaya. Balaba, of course, is a, was a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He didn't quite fit in, as Chaitanya Charitamrita describes, with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associates. Hmm? Mahaprabhu introduced him to Rup Sanatan in Prayag. Rup, Rup and Balaba, uh, actually, Sanatan Prabhu was in, was in jail at the time, but Mahaprabhu, but Rupa Goswami and his brother Balaba were. Um, in Prayag, they met Mahaprabhu there, and uh, they came close. Mahaprabhu was being uh, hosted by Balava, and these came, boy, young young men came at some distance. They offered their respects and would not come close. Mahaprabhu insisted they come close, and uh, Balava. And he, Mahaprabhu told him, don't, don't get too close to them. They're untouchables. They've lost their caste. Uh, they had been employed by the Muslim government. And, and, and he was testing Balaba. Hmm? Balaba said, how can they be impure? They see their lips are always chanting. They can't stop chanting. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Uh, so he appreciated them. And later, in Puri, of course, uh, Krishnadas has said that he, again, he, he, he respected the group of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but he couldn't quite fit in. He was kind of like a duck amongst swans there. Indeed, he wanted to res- Mahaprabhu to hear his tika on Krishnanam. He said, my tika on Bhagavatam surpasses that of Sridhar Swami. And so I think you'll like that. Mahaprabhu did not appreciate that, um, as described in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Sridhar Swami, of course, is the ancient commentator that Mahaprabhu gave a lot of respect to um, and is the, so to speak, modern-day fi- founder, Acharya, of the uh, Rudra Sampradaya. We have the four Vaishnava Sampradayas, the Brahma, the Sri, I mentioned those. There's the... Um, Kumaras, that's the Nimbarka Sampradaya, and the uh, Rudra Sampradaya, and the corresponding uh, modern-day <laughs> ancients uh, uh, that are Brahma, 
for the Madhva, or Madhva, excuse me, for the Brahma Sampradaya, Ramanuja for the Sri Sampradaya, uh, or Lakshmi Sampradaya, Nimbarka for the Kumar Sampradaya, and Vishnu Swami for the Rudra Sampradaya. And then much later comes this Balaba, contemporary of Mahaprabhu. And um, so Mahaprabhu didn't kind of found as Krishnadas sees it, some pride in Balaba. Hmm? And so he uh, did not give him his favor and blessing. And of course, it's a long story there in Chaitanya Charitamrita. But as a result, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was not pleased with him, all the devotees uh, snubbed him, so to speak. He, he was like uh, odorous uh, and not someone to... Uh, to give audience to, to host, to associate with. Mahaprabhu doesn't doesn't care for him. We're not interested in him, something like that. It's pretty strong, actually, um, sectarian language we find there in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, but Garadhar Pandit was very, very soft-hearted. We're hearing about him and how he took initiation from Pandrik Vidyanidhi, so his name comes up in connection with Balava. He couldn't resist Balava's overtures, and so he gave audience to, to, to Balaba and and Balaba asked him to be initiated into the uh, Madhuri Ras, get a mantra for Madhuri Rasa. Hmm? So Gadadhar gave it to him and then he was very concerned that Mahaprabhu would be displeased with him, but he, he was soft-hearted, so he uh, type of person... So he couldn't reject the ball of entirely. But as it turned out, of course, Mahaprabhu was pleased with this uh, externally to draw out all of this, really to draw out a certain sentiment from um, from Gadadhar. There Gadadhar very much acts like in the Bhava of, of Rukmini, as Krishnadas Kabiraj has explained. So, from our point of view, Balava gets some access to Madhurya Rasa through the Gaudiya Sampradaya. His, 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 his sect is uh, very much preoccupied in one sense with Vatsalya Rasa, hmm? and also there is a Madhurya um, element. Um, how they harmonize the two or going from one to the other, I, I have not studied the Bala Sampradaya, but uh, at any rate, my point here is that the connection of Balaba with the Gaudiya Sampradaya is pretty close. Hmm? And so to say that his is Ragmarg Sampradaya is okay, yes, as much as we think he's connected with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually came to give this Ragmarg. Hmm? Therefore, Anarpita Charim Charat Kurnayabhatena Kolo Samarpaita Munatodurasam Sabhakti Sriyam. It's not been given by anybody but Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He can give this. Hmm? Krishna formed his own Sampradaya to give that which he himself alone is preoccupied with and in pursuit of. The love of Radha, that experience, to relive that moment again and again and again hmm, is, is, is to, is, is to uh, amounts to the descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the world again and again. It's a rerun that's worth, you know, worth playing over and over again. Hmm. An eternal moment that has its appearance Eternal moment under the sea, in the deep in the ocean of bhakti rasa, surfaces as an island in this world for some time and, dis- and then disappears and comes back. And 
So so rare does it happen that Rupa Goswami has described in uh, his Vidagda Madhava verse that, that glorifies the deity hmm, of his book. This is the verse that I just cited in Narpitacharimtarat that, that Krishna has placed in his book, hmm, in the Mongol Charn of his book, uh, as the Ashirvad verse, the verse of that give blessings to the audience. Uh, the verse says again that this is a very rare uh, occurrence, that this would be made available to the jivas. Hmm? It's an opportunity, a window of opportunity made available. We, we, we cannot just climb our way into Goloka, into the Brajlila. Hmm? And that's very much what, what we're going to find here as we discuss Raghunuga Bhakti. Hmm? So, uh, this is the precious uh, gift of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? It's uh, from our Sampradaya. We, therefore, as I've often said, have kind of hijacked the word prem. Well, not hijacked it, but we've 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 latched onto the word prem. Hmm? Unlike any other sampradaya, our prayojan is prem, prem prayojan. And as I said, the other sampradayas are all about mukti, hmm? mukti de Baikunta, mukti de goloka. In the case of the nimbarkas or the the balabas, they don't use this word. What is uh, ragatmika, hmm? which is uh, what uh, is mentioned here in the first verse, um, so central, what is so central to raganuga. Raganuga means to follow the ragatmikas. Hmm? So we'll get to that, what is a ragatmika, but this is a very different course then, my point is, than the course of Vaidhi Bhakti. The motivation behind it is, is, is different. The driving force, I should say, of it is, is, is very different. Vaidhi Bhakti, again, is, is uh, characteristically motivated by scriptural injunctions with regard to fear, prospect, and reverential uh, prame, basically. And, and has... Uh, Rupa Goswami mentions there in defining rag uh, bhakti, there's no uh, trace of rag hmm, there. Hmm? So you, you hear about these things, uh, what bhakti can do for you, hmm, rather than what you can do for bhakti, <laughs> and you take up bhakti with 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 that in mind. Hmm? Now it's misunderstanding, of course, then to think that. Rag bhakti has nothing to do with the scriptures. It's true that the ragatmikas are kind of off the scriptural map, so to speak. Hmm? That's why Uddhava, who was the Shastravit, so learned in the Shastra, he was Krishna's advisor when he saw the love of the inhabitants of Vrindavan, having been sent there by Krishna ostensibly to deliver them a message. Hmm? He actually mercifully sent Uddhava there to deliver a message to us through Uddhava, as to how extraordinary is this ragatmika hmm, prem of the of the Brajlok that Uddhava saw, witnessed, and was astounded by. He basically he, he tried to reason with them. He tried to he tried to teach them Vaidhi Bhakti. Basically, hmm? he gave them lessons in Gyan. You're not the body. You shouldn't lament. What can be done? Hmm? By providence, people are separated, and so on and so forth. And 
but it was bewildering to him as he as he did it himself. First of all, they had absolutely no interest in it. They had absolutely no interest in it. That was shocking. And of course, it didn't even make sense to himself as he began to say it because, wait a minute, he is God, and <laughs> and it's they're crying about him, and it's very confusing. The whole thing was very confusing to Uddhava. Hmm? These people are village people. They're lamenting. You shouldn't lament. This is a basic spiritual teaching. Hmm? And so forth. By by, the, by God's arrangement, we're separated, you know, you know, from people and friends and family at times, and so on and so forth. And death will be there, and so on. He's preaching this. You know, you figure you're 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 Uddhava, you're Krishna's counselor. You're getting sent to this village. The people they don't recite the Vedas there. They're just cow people, picking up cow patties, carrying them on their head, dealing with milk, and so forth. They're not learned. Uh, so what are you, you going to teach them? There they are, they're lamenting, they're crying. So you try to give them the basic instruction that Krishna sent me to help these poor people and so forth. And then he becomes confused in the course of trying to help them, realizing, wait a minute, it is providence that they're crying about. How does that work? And, and they're so absorbed. And the way in which they were absorbed in him, in, in, in Krishna, was astounding to him. So that's a lesson for us. Hmm? Um this is uh, what we, uh, upon reading something like that, understanding it properly, hmm, one can get some rog. This is the idea. One can get some rog and think, those people, hmm, I would like to be like that. Hmm. We find that inclination in Uddhava. We, we find the inclination in Brahma. Brahma was told you know, that he wants Sakirasana, when he met Krishna, in, 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 when Krishna spoke, Krishna offered him Sakiras, I should say. When Krishna spoke the four verses of the chapter shloka of the Bhagavatam, we discussed this at length the last time I was here. And then he made an arrangement for Brahma to see what Sakiras is. Make sure you want it. That's the whole Brahma Vimohan Leela. And Brahma saw it, and he was just amazed at that. What was the cowherd boy's position, the, the nature of their love for, for for Krishna, how much Krishna loved them, how much they loved Krishna. He was just amazed by that. So these these are sections of the Bhagavatam that talk about these ragatmikas. Hmm? And Raghunuga Bhakti, as explained here in this first verse, very different from Bhaiti Bhakti, is not motivated by the scriptural um, descriptions of what you'll avoid and what you'll gain by taking to bhakti. Hmm? Rather, it is simply about following, as he said here, the ragatmikas. Hmm? Hearing about from scripture those people, if you catch those chapters, for these are two examples, hmm? Uddhava, Brahma, you read it, oh, what? That's see. This is what the Bhagavatam is saying. Who's who's how important is Brahma? Brahma's the head in one sense of our sampradaya. We call it the Brahma Madhvagodi sampradaya. This is what he's saying. Hmm? Wow, these people in Samandarupa uh, ragatmikas. This is one division. As we'll hear of the ragatmikas, and then who uh, was saying, ah, this Kamarupa bhakti, another division of Raganuga bhakti. What? How extraordinary this is. 
So we're supposed, I mean, these are big people. Uddhava, as I said, I mean, he's the kind of the, like the counselor of Krishna. Krishna says, what was that verse? What does the Shastra say? What shall I do? And I mean, every, you know, every type, Artha Shastra, uh, you know, military Shastra, this Shastra, that Shastra, everything. Uddhava is, is very, very, very learned. So he's Krishna's advisor. Hmm? Krishna's a prince, of course, in Dwarka. Comes a prince in Mathura and, and Dwarka. He meets Uddhava there, in uh, and you're 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 learning Uddhava Gita. Sanatana Prabhu is reciting. Very charming, the meeting between Uddhava and Krishna in Mathura, hmm? and how how close they are and so forth. And and so th- anyway, this is why Krishna sent him. Hmm? This is how Bhagavatam works. You see, you understand it properly. It's telling you, this is. This is the ideal. This is the ideal. Hmm? What these gopis are doing, what these cowherds are about, nothing is more extraordinary than this. Who could be more of a learned person than Uddhava? He's used in the Bhagavatam to advise us of this. Or Brahma, the four-headed Brahma, the head of our Sampradaya. He's saying it. Hmm? Of course, we read over and we miss that, these points. Hmm? Uh, but... One who catches that drift and becomes attracted to the way in which these ragatmikas are serving our loving Krishna and wants to follow them, that person then treads the ragmark. Very different from Vaidhi Bhakti. Very different idea. And, and this is really alone taught in Godi Sampradaya. So how much to the core then of this Golok does it take us? Not like any other Sampradaya. Exactly where Balaba ends up, I'm not sure, but it's not <laughs> it's not where Rupa Goswami is, is, is taking us here in his uh, explanation of Ragnuga Bhakti, which is the great gift and opportunity, the window of opportunity that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes uh, to give. So while there's a distinction as I'm mentioning, and a, a marked distinction, distinction between Vaidhi Bhakti and Rag Bhakti. Why then so much time has been spent describing Ra- Vaidhi Bhakti? There's uh, over 250 verses in this wave of sadhana bhakti on Vaidhi sadhana. There's only 33 on Rag Bhakti. Hmm? Why, why all the time spent on that? Because while the two are different, at the same time they are different in terms only of orientation, largely. They're different in terms of orientation and driving force. As I said, while Vaidhi Bhakti is inspired by the scriptural do's and don'ts, hmm? you do this, and this will, this, you'll get this, and you don't, yeah, you do this, and, and you don't do this, and, 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 and Instead, do bhakti, and you'll be saved from this, something, and so on and so forth. It's not that Raghunuga bhakti is, is just you know we throw out the book. Hmm? Indeed, from the book we'll learn how to engage, how to execute Raghunuga bhakti. From the book we can we can get some idea. What is a ragatmika? Hear about them as they're beautifully described hmm? in Bhagavatam, for example. Hmm? The whole, it's the tenth canto, so important. Hmm? That's the greater balance of the whole book, showcasing 
the the life of uh, of Krishna Lila. Hmm? When Jiva Goswami goes through the whole of the the Braj Lila in his Gopal Champu, hmm? at the end of this magnificent book, poetic book, just redescribing the whole really tenth canto well, of the of the Braj Lila itself, not the whole tenth canto, but the Braj Lila. Hmm? He's describing it in Golok is the setting to the inhabitants there, describing their previous life on earth. and It's a very, very nice book. At any rate, at the end he says, so I have showcased all these dasya, sakya, vatsalya, madhurya. Hmm? What if, you take, what if you're attracted to one, follow it. Hmm? Follow in the wake of that. This is the idea. Hmm? So the book is important for that. Hmm? Bhagavatam in particular. So, it's not that we throw out the scripture on the one hand. No, it has an important role. And also, it's not that we throw out the practices that are attendant to Vaidhi Bhakti, by which doing you become free from the fear of samsara, you will attain uh, mukti and reverential prem and so forth, as may be the case. Hmm? No, you'll use the same practices for the most part. Hmm? But your involvement in the practices will not be driven by faith in the efficacy of bhakti with regard to over-transcending samsara, attaining mukti. Hmm? But rather, faith will be subsumed by ruchi, by raga, and rag will be the driving force. Rag will faith is there, but rag will drive it, and the scriptures then will be used to support the rag. Hmm? So it's a so, but all the same practices, shravanam, kirtanam, smaram, they all pretty much for the most part, they'll all be participated in with a different orientation, except for a couple of them a few of them, half a dozen or less, and we'll come to that hmm? in the discussion as we go forward. But here, for tonight, Rupa Goswami has given the basic definition, and in the context of the definition, as I say, he's introduced the Ragatmika. Now he says, Ata Raganuga. Now we're going to talk about Raganuga, and if we're going to talk about Raganuga, we have to talk about Ragatmika. So, what is Ragatmika? And he find that in the next verse. Hmm? He says, because he says, Ragnuga is that which follows Ragatmika, which is the, uh, which is, shines brilliantly, distinctly found in, in the inhabitants of Braj. That means that there may be some Rag, slightly, Ragatmika, outside of the Braj. Hmm? It primarily and really, in the full sense of the term, refers to the Brajalila, the inhabitants of Braj. Hmm? But there may be some in Rukumani, hmm? for example, mixed with Vaidhi. Hmm? So there is a com- kind of a, I want to say, a, a pendulum or, or a scale. We tend to talk about the things in both extremes. This is Vaidhi Bhakti, it means only this. And Rag Bhakti means only this, to get a clear definition. But they'll, 
some overlapping. Hmm? And, uh, and it's good that there's some overlapping because it's pretty obvious from the basic description here, as we get into it, that it's, this is not something you can just be a ragbhakta. When you hear the ragatmikas, you think, how will I be like that? <laughs> uh, well, the description has been given how you can get entry by grace and so on and so forth with a little bit of raga. It may be a little bit of raga or a little knowledge of raga hmm? that may take you, so to speak, off the path of bhakti and onto the path of raga in terms of your aspiration, motivation, hmm? and what what drives your your participation in bhakti. However little, even if it's just knowledge of rag, marg, and you and you've identified you have that and you're identified with it, you don't have any rag speak, still, and you've, you've crossed over from the path of Bhaiti Bhakti. So, as I say, there's a lot of uh, in, in between, so to speak. <clears throat> but primarily, he's showcasing here the inhabitants of Vrindavan. It, it, it very clearly shines in them, hmm? these ragatmikas of the Braj. Raghunuga vivekta artam adho ragatmikochite, he says. In order to define rag bhakti, in order to find raganuga bhakti first, ragatmika bhakti should be discussed. Hmm. So he's going about it very, very systematically. Hmm. He says, Ishte swarasiki raga parama vishtata bhavet tanmayi yad bhavet bhakti satra ragat mikodita. Ishte swarasika raga. So he is now defining what is a ragatmika. Hmm. Ragatmika is made up of two words, rag and atmika. Rag means, uh, it means attachment, hmm? passion. It's like what you have a passion for. Hmm? What you are, an atmika means like uh, atma, swarup, what is a natural, a natural attraction. There he says, iste sorasika raga. Hmm? Iste means the object of your affection. Whatever the object of your affection is, the raga is your affection for that. And he says, iste sorasika raga. These ragatmikas, for their ishta, which in this case, of course, is, is Krishna, because they're brajbasis, as he said. It shines splendidly and very obviously uh, prominently in these brajbasis. Hmm? So, so there Ishta is Krishna and they have rag for him that is swa rasika. Swa means own and rasa means taste. And so they, they have it's their own and natural taste. They have a passion for that which is their own natural taste. So you can understand what it is by just thinking about what you have a natural passion for that you don't have to think about that you're just drawn to naturally, you really like, and so forth. This is what they are like in relation to Krishna. Hmm? So you can see what knowledge do they need. <laughs> Therefore, that we say they're not studying the Vedas in uh, in, uh, in 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 the Braj. Hmm? They have absolutely no need for that. Hmm? Is it the Root of a statement was Shruti Bimbrigyam. This is like beyond the Shruti, beyond the 
beyond the, what the Upanishads are talking about. I mean, it's just like off the map. So they have a natural, inborn attraction for the objects of their love. And paramabhishtata bhavet. Raga is the cause, paramabhishtata is the effect. Raga means the passion, the thirst, hmm? taste, hmm? Dry, it's just natural driving force. And paramabhishtata is the effect. Uh, abhishta, abhish means absorption. So they become absorbed in the object of their love. It's parama abhishtata, abhishtata. Supremely absorbed. Hmm? Rupa Goswami, Goswami explains that this, the cause and the effect are so closely related here, hmm? because the thirst causes the uh, causes the, the uh, absorption. You thirst for the thing, the mind becomes absorbed in in the thing. That he says it's like the statement, "Ghee is life," or we might say in our modern uh, society, "Water is life." Now, water isn't life, but without without water, there's no life. Hmm? So, water is life. If there's water, there's life. If you don't have water, you don't have life. That's when they why they when they go to Mars and you know they they find that this uh, this looks like there was some water here at some time. It's a big big finding. They found life practically. There's uh, there was water. There was life. There are extraterrestrials. You know. There's a, uh, is the is the idea? So he says the, these things are this this the cause and the effect are very closely related. Hmm? This raga, this thirst that is natural and inborn for the deity, causes supreme absorption of the mind in the deity. Tanmayi apavet bhakti satura Raganuga bhakti is rag anuga. It's very much about following very carefully and very precisely. Hmm? It's a very well-harnessed life, in a sense. It's just who you've tied your harness to is wild. Hmm? You understand? The love of the Brajbasis is wild in comparison to reverential love, but you have to tie your, you know, your harness to that, and then you've got to hang on. Something like that. It can be a bumpy, bumpy ride, <laughs> uh, uh, but it's 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 very much entirely about following. Bhakti Bhakti is not like that. It's not about following anybody. We find maybe a little bit of that idea in Ram Bhakti, where there is an idea of following Hanuman. Hmm? So it's a little rag there in in that sense. Hmm? Hanuman has natural love for for Ram, hmm? and many devotees worship Hanuman. Hmm? So this is a kind of a, a lesser idea than, in, than the full idea in the Braj, but it's a similar. It has it 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 it, it resonates with the definition given here. The, the crucial and vital and central to the to the to the definition is it's a following. It's a following of someone whose love corresponds, in this case, in Braj, with Krishna. Now, so you may think, well, I never thought about it like that, about following anybody. I like Krishna. Hmm? So that's related, of course, obviously. You like Krishna, you're attracted to Krishna in the Braj, 
And so eventually you you figure it out that hmm, well you, you you really you really can't miss the point in one sense because you're attracted to Krishna in the brudge. Why? Because he's served in different ways by different devotees, surrounded by these devotees. Eventually the focus will become more on the devotees and their service. These are the ways in which you can serve him, so you know follow one of those, Dasya Saki about Salimadur and so forth. So uh, this is a central difference. Again, Vaidhi Bhakti uh, is not about following anybody. You know, I mean, you follow your guru, you, you execute bhakti, and so on and so forth. But you can see how the position of the guru in Gaudi Vaishnava has become so much more important also, representing as he does, as she may, the a particular sentiment. We say, Sakshadharitvena Samastha Shastra. All the Shastras say, Guru is directly Hari. Kintu Prabodhya Priyamatasya. But we also say, but the Guru is dear to Hari. <coughs> so at first we think, oh, Krishna is being represented, and then we see Krishna's being loved in a particular way. And if you want Krishna, you have to learn to love Krishna. Krishna, our ideal is to serve Krishna, not to know Krishna. Or to serve him is to know him, to love him is to know him. And so the, the, the guru is absorbed in loving Krishna hmm, in a particular way that becomes very important to us. And the general rule, there are exceptions, of course, is that one will follow in the wake of that bhava coming through the guru parampara to you. That is our access. This is, as I said, the window that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu opens for us through his sampradaya. Hmm? He said he came to give the the, 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 the sentiments and we find prominently Gaur and Nityananda. Hmm? So we find this Madhuryaras and Sakyaras. This is prominent in Gaudi Vaishnavism. These are the windows of opportunity that come to us um, following in the wake of those Gopas and hmm? Very different idea from Vaidhi Bhakti. At the same time, of course, as I say, on a compendium, compendium or a scale, Hmm? Hmm. We're talking. There's going to be some in between. Jiva Goswami has described, of course, that when the heart, hmm, if you follow a, the path of Rag Bhakti, that's what we're doing. That we're following Chaitanya Mahaprabhu Sampradaya. Hmm? What's the first step in that? The first stage in that? He says, the main, the main sadhana is Namsan Kirtan. Hmm? First result of Namsam Kirtan, Chetodarpanam, Arjunam, the heart will be cleansed. Jiva Goswami is described in Bhakti Sandarbha. When the heart is like a spatikmani, means like a crystal. What is the color of a crystal? Clear. Right. If it has any color, it's the color of what's next to it. If you put it next to a red rose, then it will become red. Hmm? So when the heart becomes purified, of an artist, lust, greed, and be then on this path of Brag, which in in our case constitutes following our Guru Parampara, which is a Rag Mark Sampradaya, hmm, as it becomes cleansed, and some little drops of this Rag hmm, will will appear in the heart, heart. The heart will start to take the color hmm, of what it's next to, what it's been associated with. First, it has to become clear like a crystal. Now it's a little foggy, so you have to shine it up or something like that. Polish it, make it clear. Then it will take on that color. Take on the color of its association. 
And following that uh, spirit, following in that line, following in that kind of um, specific path. That's why, for example, when Lakshmi wanted to enter the Rasas, she couldn't. She couldn't, she didn't take the path. This is what Mahaprabhu taught Venkata hmm? in, um, in Jagannath Puri. Having a little on me, the relation between Mukti, Goloka, and Sakya, why, why did you say that? Unless I misunderstood. There's the outer portion of Goloka where they conceive of Radha and Krishna being married. And then in Bhakis have that as an ideal. And they're not really cultivating prema, but it's just mukti in Goloka. I'm saying they call it mukti. We don't call it prema. We call it prema. And what we are interested in is, is, is different than them. Hmm? And it's, it's, it, theirs is somewhat similar but different, but it's not what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave to give. It's not like, oh, we could have got it from the Nibarkas and Pradaya. No. Not what he came to give. All right, we stop there. Sri Goswami Prabhupada Gidai, Bhakti Rasamita Sindhu Gidai, Sisi Daji Gopal Gidai.